how many of the decisions that I've made today have been about me or for me? How many of the decisions that that I've made today were about me or were for me? So the people that you talk to at your school campus, or maybe that argument you got in with your parents before you, you got to church tonight, or maybe even who you are sitting next to right now, is all based on, well, what's in it for me, or how can I benefit, or what do I want? That's a part of how a lot of us think sometimes. That's the normal thing. And, and again, I'm not trying to, to bash you tonight or hit you over the head or any of that kind of stuff. Why does this matter so much? Because if you and I are, go, are going to accomplish the things that we feel like God's called us to accomplish, in this series that we're in, we are reckless. If we're going to be who God's called us to be, as we're defining what it is that we're all about, if we're not careful, selfishness will get in the way of who we're supposed to be. We can allow our selfish motives and our selfish thoughts and the things that we want to override the things that God is calling us to. So as we think about, you know, to whatever degree of selfishness we have in our lives or whatever, and as we think about, man, that's, you know, that's an issue for me, or I want to get help with that or whatever, how, what's the solution to that? The solution for us, if we're going to overcome our selfishness, the antidote to selfishness is generosity. The antidote to selfishness is generosity. So if you and I are going to define who we are, we are reckless. Here's what it's got to be. We are reckless, which means we are generous. You and I are generous people. We as reckless are known for our generosity. Now when we're talking about this definition, generosity, here's the definition that we're given. Here's what we mean when we say generosity. Generosity is eagerly giving away what we have in abundance. All right, think about that definition. Eagerly giving away what we have in abundance. Now, here's the thing we've got to understand about selfishness, all right? It is, again, I said, it's part of our nature. It's part of our sin that's inside of all of us. And so we don't have to practice selfishness. That's not something we really have to focus on. It just comes naturally for us. And what we've got to understand is that selfishness is normal, but generosity is rare. It is normal for us to be selfish, but it is a rare thing to experience and to live generously. So the world is constantly calling us to to selfishness. The world is telling us, hey, you look out for yourself, all right? Take care of yourself. Make sure that you make decisions that's best for you. And, you know, you make sure that you, you know, do things that are going to please you and make you happy and what's in it for you. Like that, the, the world pushes that mentality and that mindset that that is a good thing to, to focus on. Focus on being selfish. Focus on making sure that you're happy above anybody else. So the world is calling us to selfishness, but God is calling us to generosity. God is calling us to generosity. Now again, if we want to kind of gauge where we're at on this, are we normal or are we generous, all right? And don't think about, well, I know this person is definitely, you know, normal or selfish or whatever. Like for you tonight, each, each one of us as individuals, think about these statements. 
the normal person asks, what's in it for me? But the generous person asks, what's in it for them? The normal person asks, how can I bless myself? And the generous person asks, how can I bless others? The normal person focuses on doing the bare minimum for someone. All right, if I'm going to serve someone, like I'm going to do the, the bare minimum, the least amount that I can do. But the generous person focuses on doing the most for someone. The normal person asks or says, let me take care of myself and then I'll give. But it's the generous person that says, let me give and let God take care of me. Now again, when you, when you weigh that out, normal, generous, I would, have, I would bet for a lot of us, if we're totally honest with ourselves, we err a lot more on the side of being normal than we do being generous. Those, those normal mindsets and mentalities and, and the statements that we make about ourselves and what's in it for us and taking care, care of us and doing what benefits us, like that's what a lot of us think about. And that's the easy way out. That's the easy way to live. But what God is calling us to is to be generous. And as you're thinking about where you land on that, let me ask you, especially if you err more on that side of, of feeling normal, I'm, I'm a little bit selfish. Are you content with that? Are you content, are you okay, excuse you, with being normal? Or are you willing to live generously? Are you willing to be generous? And here's why that's an important question for us to ask. Because if we are going to do the things that God's called us to do, if we are going to be able to to clearly define and make a bold statement about who we are as, as reckless, then we have to choose to be generous. We have to make a concerted effort and to say, this is more valuable, this is the way that I want to live, and I'm going to make steps and take um, action towards making sure that I live generously. Now, for you and I, if we're in the room tonight and we claim to be Christians, if we claim to be followers of Jesus, all right, teenagers who passionately love God with everything that we've got, then you and I ought to be the most generous people on the planet. You and I ought to hold this in high regard and say, look, I'm going to fight for this. This is a big deal. I'm going to do everything that I possibly can do to make sure that I live this way. Like this is something for us that it it should make a whole lot of sense. Maybe more so than a lot of people in the world. Why? Because you and I have experienced as children of God, as those who have put our faith and trust in Jesus as Savior, we have experienced the generosity that God has poured out on us. The generosity that we show other people ought to be a reflection of the incredible generosity that God has displayed or, and given to us through the cross. Because God has not just given us some things, God has given us everything. God has poured out everything on us. Listen to what Ephesians 7, or 1, 7 and 8 says. Paul says, God is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. 
He has showered us, uh, he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Paul uses words like God is so rich in kindness. And this isn't kindness and grace and forgiveness that God has just withheld. That God has just said, hey, this is who I am and I've got this bounty of grace and kindness and all that kind of stuff and I'm just going to hang on to this. This is who I am and I'm looking at all these people that need it but I'm just going to hang on. No, it says God who is so rich in kindness and generosity has poured that out on us. It says he has showered his kindness on us through the cross. The Bible says that God withholds no good thing. That God gives us everything that we need. That God doesn't just give us a little, but God has displayed his generosity to us. Aren't you glad that we serve a generous God? Aren't you glad that we sing songs about a God who is generous? Aren't you glad that God didn't just give us the bare minimum? That God didn't just do the least amount possible that he could have done for us. But God gave us the best, the most that he could have done. He gave up his life for you and for me. And as we understand that and we see that and we experience that, how can we not live the same way? So if we're going to live that same way, again, that definition, what it says, eagerly giving away what we have in abundance. There's a couple words that kind of trip us up with that. Eagerly, you know, being willing, like not just feeling like, no, I don't really want to do this, but I I should, and so I'm going to do it but eagerly giving it away. But the other thing that sometimes trips us up is that word abundance. We think of that word abundance and we go, like, that, that doesn't really apply to me. I mean, if you knew my family situation or you knew you know, how big of a deal finances were or what little I have sometimes, then I, I look at that word abundance and I don't feel like I've got an abundance of anything. And when we're trying to define who should be generous or trying to define what abundance looks like, we don't look at at other people in our culture who have less than us. What we actually do is we look at other people who have more than we do. And we think, well, they're the ones that should be generous because they've got more than I do. And that's the problem for us if we're going to feel like we've got an abundance to give is to compare our situation and ourselves and our lives and what we have with those who have more than us. Because for you and me, if we want to determine our abundance, it's gotta, it, it shouldn't be by comparing ourselves with those who have more than us. It should be comparing ourselves with those who have less than what we have. You want to determine how much you've got. If you have an abundance of whatever it is, compare your situation and your, yourself with those who have less than what you have. And all of a sudden, the perspective changes a little bit. So how can we be generous? Here's a couple things I'm going to give to you. The first is in the area of money. All right? That's the first thing we think of when we think generosity and giving things, and so we might as well start with that, right? So we think money. Money is that first area in which you and I can be generous. Now, I'm going to start off by admitting to you, I, 
I struggle a lot of times with this. For me, I desire to be generous. Like, it, it is in my heart. Like, I want to give things away. I, I would love to be able to just have bags of money where I'm like, hey, you know, you're dealing with this. Here, God bless you. Um, I, I would love to be able to do that. I think most of us said, man, I wish I had bags of money that I could just throw through the air. Like, that'd be pretty cool. And it is, for, for me, a heart desire to be generous. But I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of times that I allow selfish motives and things to determine what I do with our money. Man, yeah, I'd like to do that. But all of a sudden, man, I, I could spend it in this area. That would benefit me or that would benefit my family. And so let's go ahead and do that. Or I look at the situation. I mean, believe it or not, I don't make a ton of money, right? I know it's crazy to think. But I look and I'm like, man, I, I got this bill and this situation I've got to pay for. Man, how are we going to be able to afford this if I give that money away? And so it's easy for me to look at my situation or those things and say, yeah, I could choose to be generous. But I, it's a whole lot easier if I just hang on to this. And some of the things that have helped me with this mindset and changing that mentality, one of which is a website called globalrichlist.com. Now, you guys, when you get home tonight, you can, you can look up that website. Don't do it now. But here's, here's what this website does. All right, globalrichlist.com. They basically, you, you log on and you say, all right, I make this amount of money in a month or in a year or whatever. And they determine how much money you have in comparison to the rest of the world. They look at your situation and say, all right, you know, this is the amount of money that you make, and so you've got this, you are richer than X percentage of people in the world. All right, 8 billion people or whatever the, the, the amount of people in the world are, and they take that estimate and, and they determine what, how rich you are, how wealthy you are. All right, so let's just, let's do a little bit of an example here, all right, just for, to, to give a little bit of perspective. Let's assume that you make whether through a job or mom hands you, on average, say five bucks a day. All right, they give you a couple bucks for lunch money or for pizza, you know, before Reckless or you're going to Taco Bell afterwards or something. And so on average, let's just say your mom or your dad give you five bucks in any given day. All right, five bucks a day just by having that, and that seems like nothing. But that amount of money would automatically make you richer than 60% of the world by mom handing you a $5 bill on a daily basis. You're automatically richer than 60% of the world's population. Now, the other thing that's helped me tremendously with change my perspective and my mindset has been our trip to Nicaragua. So, for those of you guys that have not been or are unfamiliar or whatever, there is a village that we work with in Nicaragua called the Flags. All right? And it is one of the poorest villages in a third world country. All right? they, these people are, in a lot of ways, the poorest of the poor. Where the average daily income for a family in the Flags is less than $2 a day. All right? That's the amount of money that these people have. They, they literally have nothing. And so for me, if I want to get a little bit of perspective, not only just to eyeball that and see that and walk through that village and go, 
and, and allow God to break my heart with how selfish I am at times. But I compare for me on average, all right, when you look at the average income in our community, I make basically the average income. All right? So you take that average, and for me, what I make in one year would take a man in the flags 115 years to make. What I make in one year would take that family or that that man 115 years to make. We start realizing stuff like that. All of a sudden, we don't compare our wealth to people who have more than us. It's a whole lot better to go, you know what, I do have an abundance. God, you have blessed me. And it's easy for me to look and compare myself with people who have more and be jealous and envious of what they have. But God, all I've got to do is look at those individuals who have less than me, and it makes me become a whole lot more thankful. And here's the thing as as we start realizing that. God hasn't called us to to feel guilty about that. That's one of the things that for, for... uh, those of us that go on, on the Nicaragua trip, we come back and like, man, I feel guilty that I live in America and I've got so much and I'm, I'm such a horrible person because I live here and things like that. And that's, that's sometimes the, the natural mindset. And, it, and, it's, and I don't blame any of us for feeling that way. But that's, that's not the mindset that God wants. God doesn't want us to feel guilty about our wealth. But God does want us to be generous with our wealth. God does want seeing things like that and experiencing situations like that to cause our hearts to be more grateful, to be filled with more gratitude for us to be able to say, all right, now how can I give some of the abundance away to serve other people? That's the mindset that God wants us to have. 1 Timothy six seventeen and 18, Paul says, command those who are rich in this present world, which is all of us, Not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. Now there are a couple of opportunities for us to put that into practice every single week here at Reckless. All right? The first of which a lot of you guys know about is this well right over here. All right, for those of you guys that have been around for any amount of time, you guys kind of know the drill on this thing, but for a lot of you freshmen or students who are new, you may have seen this thing, you're like, what in the world is this? It doesn't really necessarily match the decor of the rest of the room. But this is the well that we have, have set up for the last couple of years. And so what we have an opportunity to do starting tonight and for the rest of the year is every week during the service as an act of worship, which is just as big of a deal as us singing songs together, for us to come over here and to give to our Nicaragua offering. All right, there's a little well here. Don't drop the money down in the well because I have to dig it out. But there's a little box in here with with a slit. You can drop it in there. And every single week, you and I have an opportunity to give whatever God has, has put on our heart to give. It might be the change that we've got. It might be the $5 that maybe you know, mom and dad have given us. It might be more than that if you've got a, a part-time job or you've got access to more money. But that we give generously to that. And what I love, one of the things I love about this, not only is it an act of worship, 
But you and I, all of, for this, get to lock arms together and say, we want to use the, the well to help transform a village in the flags. Because every dime that you guys give doesn't go in my pocket. Like, I don't go and buy new clothes or whatever. Um, it doesn't go for, like, overhead or just random stuff. We, we literally send every dime that, that is collected down to the village and, and to the ministry chosen children, and they use it to bless that village. And they'll make us aware, hey, this is a, a need right now in this village, and you could help this family, or this is a project that we're working on. Last year, we sent, you know, over 100 students um, to school in the flags who had, were not able to, to participate in, in school up to that point. There have been so many things that we've been able to do over the years where we are literally transforming a village that is the poorest of the poor in the world. And here's what, I, what I've loved watching take place over the last couple of years. Three years ago when we started this, we collected a little bit over $2,000, which is, which is awesome. The second year, two years ago, we collected $3,200. Last year, we collected $4,800 that you guys have given. Here's what that shows me. It shows me that you guys can and are willing to be generous. You guys understand the need. You guys understand the opportunity to give and to worship God because he's given to us. And you see an opportunity, whether or not you come on the the trip with us, this is a situation that allows all of us together to say, we're in this, we're going to serve this village, we're going to help transform a village together. That's what it looks like to be generous. And we've seen God do that. We've seen all of the different projects over the last couple years. We've seen over 100 salvations take place through our trips and through us sending money down there. I mean, last year, we, our, our team took down so much money, I'm like, I literally don't know what we're going to do with all this money. Like, I love the fact that over you know, a couple years, it's been like, man, I don't know, you know that we're going to have enough to be able to do this. And now it's, you guys are giving so generously that I'm like, I don't know where to begin. Like, how, we, there's so many needs and so many things that we can meet because you guys are being generous that it's tough to figure out where to start. And I love that. That shows that we can be generous. That is something that we can become. There's another opportunity that we're going to open up this year because we could stop there and give every single week, and we'll continue to do that, and I would challenge you guys to give every single week. But God's called us to be generous. So here's another opportunity that, that we're going to do over the next couple months. You may have seen on the, on the uh, way in, there's some water jugs that are out there on a table. And there's four of them, got labeled 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. And so what we're going to be doing starting tonight until November the 11th, which is 11 weeks. We're going to give whatever loose change you've got and you want to bring every single week to drop in whatever grade you're in, in that water jug. And all of that money we're going to be collecting to pay for toys for families for Hope for Christmas. Now, if you guys don't know what Hope for Christmas is, that is probably at this point the the single biggest outreach uh, that we do for our community as a church. 
Last year, there were thir- over 13,000 families that showed up here that we were able to serve and minister to. And these are families in our community who don't have the resources and, and the money to be able to provide Christmas for their kids. And so we've had over 2,000 families that have come through here, 13,000 individuals. And last year, just to, to let you know how big of a deal this is, last year we ran out of toys. We had families sign up that wanted to, to participate in this, and we didn't have enough toys donated, and so the, the church had to go out and buy a bunch of extra toys to be able to provide for that. This year, what they've asked us to do as a student ministry is to, to be the ones to provide those toys for those families. Now, we'll still collect donations and things like that, but rather than it being the church footing the bill for that or other things um, and and trying to to raise money in other ways, they've said, hey, what if our students jumped in on that and helped provide the difference there? What if we didn't have to worry this year, hey, are there going to be enough families that we're going to be able to give toys to because the student ministry stepped in and they were generous and they provided the difference and made it possible for all those families to have the, the toys that they needed. So here's what I'm going to challenge you guys on. I'm going to challenge you, number one, to pray and to give as God leads you to give every single week. But I'm also going to challenge you in this way. It's not a pick and choose thing. Hey, I'll give this week to the Nicaragua well. Next week I'll give to the, you know, to the Hope for Christmas bucket or whatever. What we're asking you guys to do and me included is to pray through and say God how can I be generous how can I give what you've already laid on my heart to give to the well and God is there out of the abundance that you've given me is there an opportunity for me to take that a step further and to give whatever loose change I've got and to make it possible to provide Christmas for those kids you guys understand the power in that when we're able to do that we're transforming a village we're making it possible for for families to have a great Christmas experience because we're willing to give out of the abundance that God has given us. Here's the other thing I want to mention real quickly. Another area that we can be generous is in the area of influence and gifts. You and I live in the most influential country in the world, right? America. Right? That's where we live. We even have our own word for it that's a little bit different because that's who we are. You guys can put out a tweet, and in the span of minutes or whatever, it can be seen all around the world. And you can become an overnight sensation because, you know, a tweet that you put out has, has gone viral, and all of a sudden, you're a big deal, right? That's the, the influence that you have. And some of you guys spend way too much time thinking, how can I put out a tweet that can go viral? Or that a lot of my friends can like or whatever. But that's the opportunity that we have. That's the influence that you and I have. And that's an opportunity because of the abundance that we have for us to be generous in that area. And what that means for us is not to choose to be normal and to say, how can I use this influence for personal gain? How can I use it for selfish motives? How can I use this to make myself look better or to make my situation better? But rather, how can I use this influence that God has given me in abundance to use it to serve other people and make their lives better? 
So on your school campus, that may mean, hey, if you play football and you've got influence, or you're a cheerleader, you've got influence, or, you know, academically you've got influence, whatever area of influence, whatever your gifting is, however God has, has gifted you and given you opportunities to influence others, use that to the best of your ability for the glory of God to impact other people and not yourself. It may mean you jumping in and coming with us to Nicaragua over winter break. That may mean what it looks like for you to use the influence that God has given you, not just to impact people in our community, but to start taking it beyond that and out into our world. It may mean you look for opportunities to serve. Serve our kids in KidQuest on Sunday morning and use the influence that you've got to invest in the generation that's coming up behind you that desperately needs it. Use your influence to serve with one of our teams to make Reckless better every single week. Man, I love watching our first impression team do the job that they do. These are students who are saying, you know what, I've got influence and I've got an opportunity and I'm not going to use it to make my name better or to make me look good. I'm going to use it to influence other people and to create the best experience possible for other students who are walking in this room. I had somebody tell me a week or two ago that our first impression team is, the, is one of the things that makes Reckless great. And I love that. And listen, I don't, I don't say that to to make you guys arrogant that serve on that team or to pat yourselves on the back. But that's, that's the opportunity that God's given us to use our influence to impact other people. That's what God wants from us. Here's the main point for us tonight. We are reckless. People who are generous to others because God has been generous to us. People who are generous to others because God has been generous to us. Every single thing that you have is a gift from God. And God has not given it to you for you to hoard it and hang on to it and make your situation better or your life better. God has given it to you to impact other people. God has given what he's given you for you to give it away to others to serve other people, to impact other people, to make their lives better. There are people who are watching you everywhere you go. They're watching the words that you say. They're watching the tweets that you put out. They're watching the way that you live. And we've got an opportunity to show them Jesus. Whether it be in a third world country, in Central America, whether it be our next door neighbor or other families in our community who can't have Christmas, or whether it just be somebody else that we know, teammate, classmate, whatever, for us to use our influence and our gifts and be generous because God has been generous to us. Are you content with being normal or are you willing to be generous? Let's pray. God, I thank you that in moments of selfishness and pride and arrogance, 
God, you graciously and lovingly show me that it's not about me. And God, I confess the times in my life and the things that I've done and the money that I've held onto or the influence that I've made about myself to use for my own selfish motives and my own gain. God, you have called us to be generous. You have modeled generosity to us by pouring out your life. We have been bought with a price. You have given up your life for us. And you didn't just give us a little bit of your grace and your love. God, you poured out, you showered your kindness upon us. God, I pray that we would be willing to do the same for other people. God, I pray this year through our Nicaragua well, God, that you would continue to put on our hearts what you've called us to give. God, help us to give willingly. Help us to give generously. Help us to be excited about doing that, not doing it out of guilt or because we feel like we need to or our other friends are doing it or it's the cool thing to do. God, I pray that we would do it because we understand who you are and we desire to worship you and to meet other people's needs like you've met ours. I pray we would do the same for these families for Hope for Christmas over the next 11 weeks. And God, in every area of our lives and the opportunities that you've given us on our school campus, God, the, the, the teams that we play on, God, the, the classrooms that we sit in, God, the families that we're a part of, God, I pray that you would help us to use our influence and our giftings to reflect your goodness and your generosity to everybody else. God, may we not be content with being normal. Help us to be willing to be generous. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.